Welcome to Healthcare IT Today. I'm John Lynn, together with my colleague and friend, Colin Hung. The world of technology and healthcare ever-changing in new and novel ways, and that's why we love this stuff. So join us as we discuss the latest healthcare and health IT news meshed together in new ways, which help generate ideas and new perspectives. Plus, we'll have a little fun along the way. On today's episode, we'll be talking about what is rising and what is falling in health IT. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at the hashtag HITSM and our personal accounts at TechGuy and at Colin underscore Hung. Plus, check out our 15 years of health IT blog content at healthcareittoday.com. I think this podcast is rising. That's what I'm hearing. You know, I've, I finally made it out of my home and I've visited people and I've had at least two or three people say, hey, you know that episode that you did? So I'm saying this podcast is rising. <laughs> I, I have no way to validate that, John, because I'm still stuck at the home here. But, uh, but it's I'm, not rising internationally. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> saying. Maybe rising in the US, but it's certainly flatlining here in Canada. Uh, that's oh, funny. that's cool, though. I'm glad you got I mean, I was totally jealous when I saw all those pictures you were posting on Twitter and, and LinkedIn of all the people you're seeing. So totally jealous and looking forward to the day when I can, when I can join you. Well, someone asked me, they said, how does Colin feel about, you know, and how is he doing? Right. Of course. And I'm like, you know, to be honest, I try not to like post too much because I feel bad. You know, I feel a little like, sorry, like, I'm sorry, not sorry. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not sorry because I needed it, right? I wanted to do it, but I, I feel bad, you know, like, I'm like, I don't want Colin to feel like I'm rubbing it in or something. <laughs> it's totally fine. I live vicariously through those tweets and those photos uh, of all the places you've been. That's but cool. yeah, looking forward to today's, uh, today's show. Uh, we're going to do the rising and falling. So looking forward to this kind of format. It's the first time we're trying this one. So uh, hopefully it'll go well, but but here, John, let me throw one out to you first. So is voice plus in healthcare rising or falling? It's not just rising. It's like meteor <laughs> meteoric rise to the top. I mean, I think there's a lot of ways to look at voice in healthcare. I think we have ambient clinical voice, which we've talked about a lot. But I think it's going to be true in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think that one, an EHR could be disrupted because of voice chew on that a little bit. Like, could the, I mean, these massive EHRs be disrupted by voice from a clinical documentation documentation perspective, but also from a patient experience perspective. Like imagine an EHR which was voice first, that would be fascinating. And that would be differentiated enough. I mean, sure, it still has to satisfy all the high-tech or meaningful use MAC or whatever it's called today, uh, you know, regulations and requirements. It needs reimbursement. But could it create a dramatically different experience than the EHR? Yeah, watch out for it. <laughs> You're definitely higher on voice than I am. But I definitely think it's rising. Maybe not meteorically like you are, but I definitely think it's going up too. How many voice assistants do you have in your house, Colin? Actually, I'm a, I'm a Luddite. I have none. Well, I mean, you have your cell phone. So I guess, yeah. you know. Okay, it's my cell phone. But, I, but that yeah, doesn't Google. really count because it's not always listening. So, <laughs> man, you are a Luddite. I need to, yeah, I'll ship some to Canada. <laughs> You're missing out, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. So let's give you one uh, topic. Are these rising or falling EHRs and EHR companies? Oh, Good question. Uh, I think they are falling. Um, mm. And I say that in one sense of 
I don't think their stock prices are falling or anything like that. <laughs> I think they're fine. I think they'll be okay. But I think in terms of relevance and popularity and topic of conversation, they're falling. Like no, not a lot of people talk about it anymore. It's become part of the furniture, right? Like we're not looking at what's the latest happening around, you know, Epic and Cerner. I mean, they still move the markets, don't get me wrong, but we're not looking to them for innovation, right? We're looking to other companies. We're looking to other places. We're looking at, you know, the Amazons, the, the, the Apples, the Walmarts of the world where the innovation is happening. We're not talking about those kinds of companies, the HR companies anymore as being, you know, the innovators. So I look at them as falling in the sense of they've just fallen off the radar. Um, you know, they're just part of the furniture now. I, you know, that feels like an industry perspective, not a user perspective that sits on the EHR all day, every day and cares about what upgrades are coming or not coming. But I, I think it's good that you added the caveat of not financially, because financially, I, I'm finding EHR vendors are finding lots of new ways to, to increase revenue, uh, you know, some a little bit questionable data wise and selling data and using data. But, you know, anyway, that was a good caveat. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole topic for another time. Right? Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Let me throw one back at you, John. Is Apple, is Apple in healthcare rising or falling? People, I think, want me to say rising because they're such Apple fanboys and I'm not. So maybe I'm biased and that's fair. And they did just come out with the Apple announcement, you know, of sharing data between it. But I think it's a misread of the market by Apple that that will actually provide any sort of value to the patient the way that they're implementing it. I think there is some value that they've created around access to records that I think some other startup companies are going to use to their benefit more than Apple will. So I'm going to say falling. I think it's a misread of the market that that's actually going to make a difference in most patients' lives. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm the only partial caveat apple watch is pretty interesting but it's still just the high-end market so it's not really going to move the needle on on, on healthcare. uh so yeah uh, it's falling i'm a, i'm also an apple i'm not an apple fan I, I pc everything i have android everything but i will say it's pretty interesting what they're doing with their health kit and you know allowing more developers in and so that that part of it gives me hope that at least the way they work with developers and are encouraging of the community, even though their pricing is a little bit strange, but at least that it seems to be working well. And we'll see whether or not it rises. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of flatline on this one. I'm gonna ride, ride the fence. Okay. I'm flatline. <laughs> that works. You're neutral. I'm neutral. Uh, all right. How about another one? Uh, Walmart rising, falling. Oh, Walmart and healthcare. I definitely think this is one on the rise. Um, really? I, I think so. Yeah. I'm, I mean, obviously we don't have the same experience up here in Canada with Walmart, uh, but they have some elements of it here in terms of they got the dentist office there. They have um, eye doctor right there. They have the pharmacy right next to them. Now they physically changed the layout of their stores up here. So it's become almost like a health hub. Like it's a multi-practice, but multiple disciplines. Like we very rarely see a dentist alongside a doctor, mm -hmm. right? And, but at Walmart, you have it. And then you have an eye doctor right there. And so I think people are getting used to going to do your shopping and then getting some healthcare along the, along the way, right? Like, and so I think the format of convenience is definitely got Walmart on the rise. And then just from everything I've been reading in the US around the retail healthcare that they provide, like the clinics they have, 
people are, are, have been going to them a lot more because of COVID, right? Or during COVID to get their care. So yeah, I think they're on the rise. I think they're doing everything the right way. They haven't gone full out, full bore, but they're definitely making the right inroads here. Yeah, I can't even make a read on this one. I don't know what Walmart's doing in healthcare. Are they opening clinics? Are they not opening clinics? Are they doing stuff for their employees? Are they not? Are, like, it's, it's so all over the map for me that I, I just can't even make a prediction because I'm like, they could, they have the potential, they have these locations that they could leverage and they have a reason to leverage it in the locations because then they benefit from all the foot traffic. Oh, I'm there, I might as well do my shopping, et cetera but I have no clue what they're doing. So I, I can't even make a prediction on Walmart. Like it's just, I'm confused and uh, you know, maybe it will become clear, but right now I have no idea. <laughs> maybe they're doing the whole let a thousand flowers bloom kind of, <laughs> kind of strategy, right? We'll, we'll try it all and see what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> they need to do more than I think they're up to like four flowers. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's go back to a tried and true one, John telehealth. You know, um, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but is telehealth rising or falling? So I think we just need to define telehealth first, which I, I think we're, we're talking about telehealth from a live video visit kind of telehealth video visit, or maybe phone is fine too. I think it applies as well. So is it rising or falling? Well, I mean, if, it, you know, rising and falling assumes a direction and so the only way from COVID is down, right? <laughs> like, so I guess I have to say falling. The question is, how much is it going to fall? And I, I'm sad to say that I think it's going to fall a lot more and in deep trenches because the federal government has not acted to reimburse telehealth after all this data we have from COVID should be telling them, let's do telehealth. It's totally been sufficient in all of these cases. And we need to do that. And by the way, maybe we should do something about making sure the commercial payers pay for it as well, because it is more convenient for the patients. And if we don't have the right reimbursement and maybe some sort of mandate or additional reimbursement or something, Many doctors are going to look at it and say, "Why would I do that? Uh, it, it, you know, it doesn't benefit me as a doctor." So, yeah, I'm I'm sad to say it's falling. I will say that there is one sector of telehealth that I think is on the rise, and that's direct to consumer, because as all those doctors say, "Oh, forget about it. Come into my office." there's going to be more and more people who reach out to those direct to consumer telehealth companies. And those are on the rise because everyone that experienced the joy of telehealth and not having to pay for parking and to travel the whatever to get there and wait in the waiting room, which is a miserable experience. They're going to go for those direct to consumer ones and they're going to be the big winners. I like that. Actually. I, I really hadn't really thought about that aspect of it, John. So that's really, that's a really keen insight. I'm with you. I think it's falling. Um, I think it's going to fall quite a bit. I think part of it is um, because if you think about it, telehealth or that kind of video visit is really a feature of an EHR as opposed to a whole platform unto itself. So I think a lot of the EHR companies, as the, as the market falls, they will scoop some of them up and maybe consolidate them. I think that's kind of coming. Uh, and I also agree with you that um, we think that convenience drove <laughs> a lot of usage, but it was, it was a combination of the fact that of COVID, of the fear of coming in and of the reimbursement. When those two things go away, 
I think people are going to revert right back to where we were before, where there would be some adoption, but nowhere near the levels we saw we're seeing right now. So definitely agree with you there. Yeah, it's just sad because I think we all want telehealth, but what's fascinating is that's exactly what I would have said, what is it, a year and a half ago, pre-COVID. I would have said, we all know we want telehealth. We're just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> and sadly, I think we're regressing back to that, which uh, frustrating. <laughs> hey, hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Healthcare IT Today with John Lin and Colin Hung. Today, we're talking about what's rising, what's falling in health IT. And if you enjoy listening to our show, we think you'll really enjoy listening to the Healthcare Wrap podcast with our friends, Jared Johnson, Jared Johnson and Zane Ismail. The Healthcare Wrap has been discussing digital transformation in healthcare for more than three years now and over 150 episodes. Each week, Jared and Zane share provocative thinking for healthcare innovators and digital teams with a fresh, unique style. And yes, there is wrapping. Subscribe today to Healthcare Wrap on Alexa, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Is wrapping on the rise or the fall? <laughs> I think, yeah, Jared is definitely on the rise. <laughs> I see more YouTube videos of people rapping. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I think in health IT, I don't know, it's kind of flat, but uh, <laughs> I don't listen too much to it outside, so I can't judge. <laughs> oh, man. So let me throw one out at you, John. South by Southwest Health, that that part of there of the South by Southwest is that rising or falling? What's interesting is pre-COVID, it was big time on the rise. It was doing really well. People were excited about it, and a lot of the edge innovations, if you will, right? The the things that were happening kind of on the edge of healthcare were were happening at South by Southwest, and they were doing a lot. And you know, I, I know the organizers pretty well because they brought an event to Vegas. I got to meet them and get to know them. And you know, I, I, I trust that they're going to keep keep rolling with it. I mean, it it's such a culturally impactful event not just for healthcare, but I'm talking about sure. generally that uh, it, it has its own experience and those that experience it really want to go back. I know I've been a few times and I'm like, I don't know why I want to go back, but I have this, like, I want to go because you never know what's going to happen. And, <laughs> and that's a, that's a really good feature for it. Right. And so, yeah, I, you know, it, I think they had a tough year last year because it, you know, they, they were similar to hymns and had to cancel kind of right before the event. And I'm sure they're suffering in, in different ways, but uh, yeah, I think health was a huge growing area for them and may probably even more so going forward. So I'll say South by Southwest health is rising. Yeah, I've never been. I look forward to the day when I go, but I have heard exactly what you said around that once you go, people want to keep going back. So yeah, uh, I, I definitely hope it's on the rise. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So how about this one? And this is kind of an offshoot of telehealth in some ways, but how about remote patient monitoring? Uh, this is a unique one. Um, so I'm going to say rising, but only because I'm really encouraged by some of the new models that are coming out for this. So I think initially it was all about the tech, right? It was about the, the scales, the, the arm bands, the wristbands, the neck, you know, whatever, all these devices started coming out and they were very, very cheap and very affordable. But I think what we found was even though the devices are cheap and affordable, the use of them and the training of the patient and the shipping it to them and then the maintaining of them, that's like a burden for doctors, Right? Like, and for hospitals who now all of a sudden had to support people in their homes, which they're not used to doing. So 
I think there was some shine taken off removal patient monitoring, but now I'm hearing about all these new companies that have risen up to say, no, 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 we'll outsource that whole thing, right? We'll ship everything to the, to the end user. We'll handle the tech support. We'll help them get set up. We'll even monitor, you know, the, the, um, the devices to see whether they fall in or out of um, whatever parameters you give to us. And then we'll just alert you and we'll follow whatever triage method you have. And then, you know, for that, it's a turnkey price. And so because of that, I'm seeing the rise of these kinds of companies. And I think hospitals, especially, and large physician practices are like, yes, that's the way I would like to do it. And they're charging at such a level where bo- everyone's still making money. Um, so I'm encouraged by it. I think it's definitely on the rise. I think, and also, I think the devices are just getting much better. Yeah, this is 100% on the rise for me. I'd go so far as to say that five years from now, every one of us will be on a remote patient monitoring program and it will redefine our experience in healthcare. I think uh, I think you may be right there, John. Time to invest, right? <laughs> Time to invest. That's true. Well, which one is going to win? That's a different issue, right? <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> All right, I got one for you, John. Non-clinical salaries in healthcare, are they on the rise or are they declining? I think they're declining, unfortunately, because uh, healthcare organizations could cut them. Now, they, 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 they took advantage of the situation, I think, in many ways, and were able to cut a lot of people. And uh, I think it's unfortunate. I think there's some areas maybe that are, are, are not as much of a cut. Uh, you know, some of the security ones, maybe, or some analytics ones, there, there might be some holes there that's not the case. But uh, I know a lot of Epic people are searching for jobs, right? And Cerner people, et cetera, that, that, you know, would have had plenty of work before. And, you know, a lot of people have cut back. So I think that's going to hurt salaries generally. And uh, yeah, I think many health organizations were hurt by COVID and, you know, they're not going to be uh, paying them as much. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves though, because IT is essential to the future of these organizations. So you know, will they have to start paying them more, especially as they're competing with all these other IT companies out there? Uh, maybe. So I, I don't think it's going to be long lived, but I think right now it's a bit of a challenging time. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think salaries, um, because of COVID, people have had, had to make do with fewer people. And I think they found, unfortunately, <laughs> that they could. And it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Like, you know, it's, it's, I won't say, I won't say optimal, but it, it, it worked. Uh, and whether that's because they implemented new um, technologies or whether they just eliminated some of the un, you know, unnecessary steps that were there in the first place, I think people have become more efficient. And so unfortunately, I think salaries are going to kind of flatline a little bit, definitely not on the rise, except in, like you said, maybe cybersecurity or something like that. Well, it's interesting too, because there's a whole growth in maybe the moderately skilled area. So the people who are going to support the remote patient monitoring that are going to support your call center, you know, et cetera. So those jobs are on the rise. There's more of those jobs, but they aren't the kind of highly skilled jobs like Epic or, you know, right. those might be. So I, I think that's where we're going to see an interesting thing where a lot of the automation is going to facilitate these kind of mid-tier jobs uh, to be able to facilitate tracking the patients. And then they escalate it to a clinician. So it'd be interesting. All right. How about this one? Uh, this is a topic I know you love, so I'm interested to see how you, re- you respond to it, but revenue cycle management. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't grow up in this space. I didn't really spend a lot of time in this space working, but I am fascinated by this space. You just like money. That's it. I just like money. It's I'm a revenue <laughs> guy. No, I, so I think this is actually on the rise. Um for, for two big reasons. One, coming out of COVID, I think there's a bigger focus on revenue, right? Uh, getting through that backlog, um, becoming more efficient in terms of collecting, right? And, and, and getting the payments in because it's desperately needed for some of these organizations that had to postpone elective surgeries or that had to deal with people who didn't want to come in. So I think there's definitely going to be more of a focus on revenue. And naturally, because of that, it's going to be a focus on revenue cycle management. Uh, but I also think... Uh, there's going to be more focus on it because of the whole price transparency thing. Like we kind of had a, a, a buy because of uh, COVID, like no one really was talking about that. But now I think as we emerge from it, I think that's going to return where people are really going to be harping on, hey, you really need to comply and get your prices out there. And, and that's going to put a real big focus on RevCycle management to know like really, are, are we charging the right amounts? Are we really being efficient here? What's going on? Because it's going to, it's coming, it's coming back. I've seen some headlines that are saying that healthcare organizations don't care. They're happy to just pay the penalty rather than being transparent with the pricing. So, it'll, you know, that we'll see if that really does move the needle. I guess I look at it from a different angle, which is all the consolidation that's happening in healthcare and private equity consolidating it. And the larger the organization that there is, that often means things could fall through the cracks or they're not monitored as well. But right. it also means private equity is you know, going to put the focus on revenue. So those are two dynamics that I think are going to force the issue and say, okay, well, we just combined all these organizations. How do we fix revenue and what may have been missed as we consolidated, et cetera. And then private equity adding that focus is going to definitely drive some interesting conversations. I'm really curious to ask this one of you because it happens there every year. CES Health, unlike South by Southwest, there's not really a cult associated with this one, but what do you think? Rising or falling, CES Health? Definitely not a cult, but 170,000 people in Las Vegas is just insane. I mean, it's rising over last year where zero people attended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can only go up, right? <laughs> it was virtual, I guess, but yeah, the virtual was just not very good. It didn't work. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely biased on this one too, being a Vegas resident. And I hope that there's 170,000 people here and I hope they're all vaccinated so it's not a spreader event. But, uh, you know, I, I think, it, you know, if we compare it to where it was, it's definitely going to still be a down year. It's in January, so we'll be far enough along that even a lot of countries will probably be open. The vaccinations will be where they need to be, I think. But the problem is, there is a huge international contingent that comes just for CES. I mean, there's a whole section. I want to say like a third of the Sands ballroom and the Venetian is all these Chinese companies. And so right. can they come over? Will they come over? Uh, you know, that's, that's a question mark. So, you know, I think there's going to be plenty of people that are reticent about coming back. But, you know, I mean, what's what's crazy is, oh, yeah, we only had 120,000 people. That was, a, you know, it was a bad event. <laughs> like, no, 120,000 people is a good event regardless of like that. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be 170. In fact, they, you know, CES was growing so big. It was outgrowing Vegas. It was already the whole convention center, Sands and Venetian win. And they also moved it to uh, Mandalay Bay one day and Aria another day, you know, for the marketing stuff. So, I mean, 
they actually capped registration and they started charging, not because they probably wanted the money, although it probably didn't hurt, but because they wanted to limit registration. So we're not going to be at those levels. Maybe registration will be free again. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's definitely falling, teetering. Uh, we'll see what the future holds. So how about this one, uh, Amazon? Tell me what you think about it. Oh, so, I mean, lots of, there are obviously a lot in the news these days with uh, some of the new, like the new incubator that they're putting, that they've put together. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I have to say rising only because, a couple, again, I think that their hidden gem is the Whole Foods um, acquisition. It still hasn't hit its stride yet. And the pharmacies that come along with it the whole ordering. And I still think they're figuring all that stuff out with pill pack and everything. So I think Amazon's on the rise because I think they're unlike Walmart, <laughs> you know, they're not sort of scattershotting a lot of things. Uh, I think they're being very methodical in building up their momentum in healthcare. So uh, in addition, I just think in general, just looking at AWS, like how many applications are hosted on AWS, right? Like you know, a lot. more than half, right? I would say. Um, so I think just in general, Amazon's on the rise in healthcare. I think their presence in healthcare is going to continue to grow. I think they're spending a lot more money. They're definitely hiring more and more people in healthcare. So they're on the rise. Yeah. If this was mad money, I'd be slamming that button. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get that sound effect. <laughs> I, know. I need to add this to the budget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final one from me, John. Webinars. You got to end it on talking and something about marketing. What do you think about webinars up or down? Well, I think we know the answer to that. And <laughs> it's a happy answer that I think most people will appreciate. Now, I'm, you know, I think we've learned something about webinars. We've learned what webinars work and what webinars don't work. <laughs> so it's going to be falling, but I think that's a good thing. I think the falling webinars is good because we reached, we went well beyond saturation point for webinars and what the community could support as far as webinars. But we also learned what works and what works is a really highly educational event. If it's something that's really practical, that provides some great insights to something that people are dealing with, if it's a policy one, diving into those policy details, that works really well because it's an educational piece. We learned webinars are great for education. So if you do the right amount of education, I think a webinar is still good and it's still a legitimate one, but I, it's definitely falling because we're going to get rid of all those other webinars that didn't work. And, uh, you know, we're finally going to go back to in-person events and that will eat up some of those webinars as well. <laughs> I'm totally with you, John. Can't wait for us to decline off peak webinar, which is where I think we are at. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thanks to all of you who tuned into this episode of Healthcare IT Today. Find out more details about our show by checking out the programs page on healthcarenowradio.com. And please share your voice and engage with the community at healthcareittoday.com and on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung with my friend and health IT collaborator, John Lynn. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.